Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. And I'm Alan Furstenberg. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hello, Alan. Hey, Mark. How's it been going? It's been going great. Uh, celebrated our 50th episode. We're still excited about that. And still going strong? Yes. Look, looking forward to seeing how many people are actually using it in um, as part of the action and right. how many people are, are using other channels and getting your feedback. Your feedback so far has been pretty good. We're, uh, we're encouraged. Yep. So uh, give the action a try. And uh, for some reason, if the invocation doesn't work for you, go ahead and set up a routine and uh, start using it and giving us some feedback. We'd love that. Thanks. So uh, that was great last week, but we've got, we've got some stuff that's coming up that could be, um, I mean, some stuff for us that's pretty good. We're celebrating one year soon. Yeah. But there's some um, concerning stuff coming up for Alexa shortly. Yeah, it happens from time to time. Uh, features uh, get deprecated and you have to change your your voice apps uh, to accommodate that. In this case, it has to deal with Alexa and display templates. Um, just a reminder, display templates was the original screen technology that came out when the Echo Show first came out. Before that, it was just cards in the Alexa app. Um, and with display templates, you had, I think, seven different templates that you could choose from, uh, just different layouts, uh, different lists, um, views and detail views showing an image. So it wasn't very uh, you know, functional um, as far as uh, you know, very simple. Um, just a, a couple steps ab above cards, but that technology is going away. And uh, end of July is the is the deadline to get your skills updated to uh, to switch on over to Alexa presentation uh, language, good old APL. So yeah, so if you're listening to this when we first broadcast, that's like in two weeks. That's when did they announce this? Um, I received an email, let me think, I think it was in June, like towards the end of June. So um, that's maybe, not a lot maybe, of time. Maybe it was, maybe it was a month earlier, but still it was, it wasn't, a, I don't know, it wasn't a lot of time um, for me. I'm, I was just trying to think of everybody else who has to go through and change their stuff. If you're, um, you know, this, it's affected some of the side projects that I've worked on. Um, like I had um, a game called Picture Guesser, which was based on um, APL back in, you know, created, created in 2017 uh, when the Echo Show first came out. And it's been, you know, just kind of chugging away. But uh, if and I that, want that skill to still, you know, keep going, I need to change on over to APL. Oh, so, so that was created using display templates. Okay. Yes. And, it, and it's interesting. It's a, it's a tile, um, a picture tile game. So you've got a, a, a picture that has tiles on it and you have to use your voice to uh, to remove tiles uh, because there was no tapping technology mm -hmm. back then. There were for lists, but just interesting uh, implementation. Um, I, I, in order to get the, this, the image, which I can show with tiles to be dynamic, then I had to, um, you know, use an SVG and then behind the scenes as tiles got removed, then remove it on the SVG call a server side to generate an image off of that SVG and then show right. the so, image in the display template. So. so you were generating images on the server and manipulating them on the server. Yes. So, so the fact that you generated them server side reminds me a lot about the early days of the web yes. when 
you know, we didn't have CSS and didn't have image layering and didn't have, you know, DOM layering and anything like that. And we were doing all sorts of image manipulation on the server side. Um, and then we matured just like how APL is now a mature step over what we had before. Yeah, so it's it's been a, um... Yeah, it was pushing the envelope of what uh, display templates could do back then. And uh, I, I've actually looked at a few times, uh, probably three or four times uh, in the past when APLs come out. Um, I was on early beta for APL. I was you know, went up to, to Amazon and was able to, to kind of kick the tires of it before it was even announced. And, and this was the project that I was uh, you know, I chose to see how what it would take to go ahead and switch that over to APL. And back in that time, there were a limited number of components and, you know, things were, um, you know, early days of APL as well. And so wasn't able to successfully get that converted over. And and still, it's pretty challenging. Layout is, is in APL is, is still a challenge. And um, I appreciate the, the help from, uh, you know, Alexander for, for helping me over the weekend, uh, getting my APL in ship shape ready to go. So that hurdle is, is over, um, but uh, still have some backend. Um, the, the skill was created in Alexa skills kit version one. Um, <laughs> and so, so uh, you had a lot of converting that you're doing. Here. And I'm converted over to Jovo version three uh, and from display templates to APL. And the skill also has uh, in skill purchasing. So it was one of the first skills that I did that had ISP. So there's some not necessarily changes to the way ISP works, but just some you know things that I've learned um, over the years. Mm-hmm. So um, you know it's it's uh, it's taking quite a bit of work to get it moved over, and you know I've I've had some small success um, on um, getting you know developer rewards uh, dollars and things like that in the early days. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited about getting it converted over and and feel like it's it's time to do that, and uh, so. Um, I'm spending the energy <laughs> over this weekend uh, and, you know, a number of nights before uh, to, to get that converted over. Always, uh, always exciting when you end up having to do that. I know I've had uh, more than a couple of times when Google has moved from, you know, Dialogflow version one to Dialogflow version two to right. Action Builder and some things get changed along the way and some things get dropped along the way and, you know. Some things get dropped and then restored in a different fashion. So that's always been fun. Um, I think one of one of the actions that I had a lot of fun with originally writing, well, I, I ended up writing in Dialogflow one, and it kept running for a long time after the official deprecation <laughs> end date of it, and just suddenly one day it mysteriously stopped. Uh, so I, I guess somebody finally turned off the, the server somewhere. <laughs> um, and every so often I think about rewriting it. And for a while, the, the interface, one of the things that it did, it was, it was called uh, How Much Longer. And it kind of had the idea of how much longer, if you're driving, how much longer until you get to a certain point? You know, it's, it's kind of meant for kids in the back seat to be asking this question every five minutes. So it would give accurate but not always useful answers like you know it will be there in several thousand seconds accurate but not useful 
not super useful. But it, it required the location API that was part of Actions on Google that didn't work in Actions Builder for a while. So oh, okay. I never got around to porting it over. And, and now I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want to deal with it. But yeah, we've, we've had similar issues on the Google side where they just decide to stop supporting something. Yeah. So there's, and there's times where you get uh, um, an announcement like this one. Uh, I got a, a personalized email saying, hey, this skill is, uh, needs to be looked at because uh, it's changing. But other times you get surprises like, oh, the uh, stop intent has a different meaning than it used to. And now it's going to exit out of the skill as opposed to uh, uh, being used some other way inside the skill. So th those are things that are, um, you know, I guess don't those like are, those surprises. Those are tougher to deal much. with, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> all of a sudden something's not quite working right and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And No, and again, we've, we've had similar on the Google side where suddenly the meaning of a fallback intent changed without notice. And a lot of people were caught off guard. And for a long time, even after they did that, the documentation about what the new semantics of a fallback intent or a no match were, wasn't clearly defined. And we still get people who are confused about what it's supposed to be doing. So yeah, changes like that can be rough to work around because you don't get clear definitions for a while. I guess in some of the cases, especially like with this uh, APL conversion over, it's it's been a lot of hours getting it done, and and sometimes I wish it would have had a little bit longer runway, um, you know, announcement as far as when things were going to be deprecated. Because you know, I'm busy with a full time job, and these are projects on the side, and we've got lots of other other things, and just trying to you know get something fixed up in you know a fixed time frame is uh, can be uh, really challenging. Right, you know, and especially even you know, yes, especially for hobbyists. But yes. even for professional um, skills and actions, you know, if you're on a scheduled update cycle for things or you're in the middle of preparing for another release and suddenly you're told that something's going to be deprecated, well, that, that throws off your entire schedule. And that's not always something that you can handle. Yeah. And, and also working um, in an agency, I know that... Uh... Uh, a place that I worked for, uh, for a number of years ago, we did a number of skills that had uh, display templates in it. And so now going back to those same clients, you know, would would be challenging, right? In a situation to say, hey, this is something that's changing. I guess it's an opportunity for agencies to say, hey, we've worked on this before. This is changing. It's, it's a good time to, to go in and do an update and let's, you know, you know, let's see what else we can do. Um, so it could be an opportunity to to get some additional dollars and 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 do some additional work for clients to help, you know, touch up their voice apps uh, right. and make it, it make them current. But you know, as a client, you know, if if it's working, I'm sure I always want to touch it. You know, yeah. So that that's always the dilemma that's out there is okay, I need to pay how much and it's not going to do anything different than it did before? <laughs> it's just going to keep working. Yeah. So that, that is challenging. It's, it's interesting though, but for for the Google Actions I've done and for Lexus skills, it's these types of changes uh, that are like really big breaking changes that require action have only come, you know, showed up from time to time. It's, it doesn't happen, you know, a lot. 
Um, enough that it's, you know, it could be a headache, but not a lot. But uh, when I was doing uh, Bixby development, uh, it's interesting that they have a little bit of a different philosophy. They have their um, Bixby studio, which is tied into a server site uh, you know, platform. And as you're, as you're coding, things get synced with the server. And, um, and, you know, I, I've actually had a couple of capsules that I created that have uh, been deprecated from the, the marketplace because I haven't kept up this, this more frequent um, mm -hmm. update. And, and this, you know, admittedly, the changes that would be required to get those capsules, um, you know, to be maintained in the marketplace were relatively small as well, but then you have to weigh the cost of, well, this is um, this particular capsule isn't getting a lot of usage. Is it worth my time to go back in and, and maintain it? Or is it a, you know, a, a good time for, for that just to be deprecated, but there Bixby has a lot uh, more frequent uh, cycle where you need to maintain things before. Mm -hmm. And it's also since it's also really tied to the tool, it means that you need to make sure you've got the latest tools and that you've updated right. everything, and that you know you don't suddenly now have a new problem by updating this tool. And and usually, I'm you know I'm sure in a more closed environment like uh, Bixby, that's not too big a problem. But yeah. you know, I've certainly had issues where I've tried to update, tried to do what I thought was a simple update, and hours later. Uh, yeah. I finally finish and go now. Now, what was it? Why did I do this again? <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, Bixby is good though about saying, "Hey, this is an in warning status," and then they give you some email uh, heads up. And then when it's getting closer to more, you know, it's it's time that it's you know we got to fix it or it's going to go away. Uh, they they do give you a heads up about that. So I I do like um, the approach that they've taken with that. Just maybe the frequency not as. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and also, and also to Bixby's credit, it's a single environment. So, you know, for the yeah. most part, when you're, you're updating a capsule, you're also, you know, and updating the, um, the, the logic part of it that's hosted there for the yeah. most part. So you don't have to worry about another completely different set of things that can be deprecated, you know, uh, is my node version on Lambda or <laughs> uh, Google cloud functions suddenly deprecated next week. Yeah, because that's happened to me before too. Well, and the the cross platform approach that I've taken with Bixby does uh, point to Jovo on the server. So I do have exactly those same types yeah. of issues. Like, okay, when I when I go back into a project, it's like, well, what version of Node is it on? Is what version of Jovo is it running on? What version of the Jovo um, CLI is is it running on? And that has dependencies on the Ask CLI when it comes to deploying, or if I'm using serverless to deploy, then what's the version of serverless? So there is, you know, a number of mm -hmm. things that, that, that go into that. And that's, you know, that played into a decision actually I made today, um, my game number spies. Um, I, I went ahead and deprecated that, uh, just removed it from this, from the skill store. I'm sorry um, to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's been a, um, I guess a long time in coming and trying to think about what happened. I, I was really excited about it when I created it. I thought it was, uh, you know, innovative, and I wanted it to be an experience that it wasn't just a voice ex game experience, but was kind of more of a um, augmented reality game mm -hmm. um, type of experience where you would listen to uh, a recording of numbers and record those and decode that and get a message, and then that you could go back into the skill and and you know get points for decoding the message, and that might lead you to a, a clue that would take you to a location, which would you know 
So it, it was pretty complicated in the, uh, in the end and a lot of moving parts. Um, and, and it really it didn't get a lot of usage. So that, uh, I, I don't know, you know, it just didn't uh, turn out the way that I, I imagined it was going to with, with that. Um, there were some challenges with creating content. So if you wanted, you'd have to you know, create new messages and kind of piece together these mini, mini missions mm -hmm. that you could go on um, and, and putting that together. Uh, even though I, I used a content management system that would allow me to, to go in and make all these changes, it was like how many hours a week should I be spending you know, creating content for this, for this well, game. Yeah. You know, as, as I think we've kind of discussed and as certainly as, you know, um, people like Sarah of Matchbox IO talk about a lot of it really is it's, it's the content creation. It's yep. not just creating the software, it's then creating and maintaining the content after it. And I think even, you know, we're finding that out as we're, as we're deploying you know, the two voice devs action is yeah, our weekly podcast is the content for that, but that's now, you know, there's a lot more to it than just recording and, you know, tossing it up somewhere. It's the editing It's making sure the transcript works. It's, you know, there is additional work. It's indexing the transcript so right. that you can search on it. And, you know, and uh, it's listening to the, you know, it's, it's checking out the comments that we see. It's seeing what other what people are doing. So, um, you know, all of that content management is a lot of extra work. So, um, I, I, you know, it's a hard decision. I understand, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a hard decision. Yeah. And, and kind of the, uh, I guess the, the final straw on the whole thing was, is that I hadn't touched it for a long time. And for some reason, um, it stopped working in production. I don't know what the error was. Um, so I, I, um, you know, did some debugging. I was trying to push a, a new version out. And like I said, all these different versions of serverless and the you know different frameworks and things were all just kind of coming against that. And, and I've tried a number of different times, you know, spending multiple hours trying to push an update to it. So it would it'd work. And I, I finally got an email uh, a couple of days ago that says, hey, we've noticed on the Alexa skill store that uh, NumberSpies is having problems. And we want to maintain high quality in the marketplace, and and so you know, fix it, or we're going to end up taking it down. And I thought, you know, maybe I can. Um, it'll be a good opportunity just to take it down, kind of reevaluate what parts um, I liked about Number Spies, get feedback from from the players, things that they liked, and maybe come back with something that's um, a simpler con concept um, that maybe has some of those elements, but uh, is done a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So. So, well, here's to hoping it returns again, eventually. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's it, like, it's a hard decision, but I think it was the right decision. And and it just kind of all, you know, uh, kind of plays into this whole conversation about, uh, you know, maintaining, how do you keep uh, these voice um, experiences going? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, when's the right time to, to you know, uh, say goodbye? Uh, to that experience and uh, you know what's uh, sometimes that's uh, a forced decision with oh we're changing technology behind the scenes and we have to do that it's either change or don't um, uh, and sometimes it's just a personal decision that this is the time to 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 let it go yeah no it's hard especially especially for a hobbyist and especially for a passion project that you're passionate about 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I understand that's a hard decision. So uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this topic? I think we've we've covered it pretty well. So I, I think the the big question I had going back to our original topic actually is how easy is it to convert? You know, if all you were doing was converting from a display template to APL, how how hard is that? Uh, if I was just doing that, um, there are some. There are some tools. If you go to APL Ninja, there's actually a, a uh, they've created a, a display templates to APL converter uh, oh, okay. for you. And and there are some things, um, some ways that you can do it with uh, APL expecting the same data structure as the JSON data structure that the display templates were expecting. So there are if if that's all you're doing, then um, then then it should be fairly simple to do. Um, mine is a bigger change, and, and it's kind of um, kind of weird in the fact that Picture Guesser is really a voice experience, but a re screen required. It's not it's not the normal way that you would do things, but um, mm -hmm. trying to kind of push the the boundaries and and see um, see, see how that would do? work. Yeah, see see how that would work on a, a smart display. Uh, but some of the new features you get with uh, the new version of Picture Guesser is that you actually get to tap the tiles and have Ooh. them disappear. Um, as opposed to just using voice, um, but things, yeah, things have changed quite a bit, and and um, on that, uh, more interactivity and and more features, so that's taken a lot more work. Yep. No, I understand. So yeah, um, I don't think we've got too much more about this. So I, I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what other people's experiences yep. are, not just with the the display template to APL conversion. But also with other conversions that we've had to do over the you know four to six seven years that we've been building these things, you know what are the the upgrades that we've needed to do and what have your experiences been like? So uh, leave us feedback either in the YouTube comments, in your podcast comments, or say hey G, talk to two voice devs and leave your comment right in the episode, right at the spot where we're talking about it and. If you'd like, if your comment is particularly insightful, we will probably share it again in another episode of Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. Nice Take talking care, to Mark. you. Take care, Mark. Take care, everyone. Have a good week.